All right, you're listening to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo, and today I have got a fun episode because I'm turning the tables on a on a podcast host that I've been listening to for a long time. In fact, I was just on his show uh, this past week, so we decided to do a tit-for-tat interview exchange, and the other day he picked my brain on his show, The Solopreneur Hour, and today I'm going to pick his brain on Bacon Wrap Business. His name, if that's not already obvious because you're probably a subscriber to Solopreneur Hour, is Michael O'Neill. In fact, this show is one of the top business podcasts on all of iTunes. This thing has about more than 6 million downloads, and he is interviewed, I know I was episode number 408, so Michael has talked to some of the top entrepreneurs, celebrities, solopreneurs in the business. He also co-hosts the Heinz Ward Show with you know football player, if you're not familiar with him, from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Heinz Ward, and the guy knows not only podcasting inside and out, but he, much like myself and the you know, one of the advantages to hosting a successful podcast is he's been privy to some amazing business models, ideas, strategies on how people can take things they're interested in, uh, take their lives in a direction that they want to lead as opposed to just being uh, employed by, quote, the man, right? Uh, in fact, he's got a book coming out called Unemployable. This is one of his signature trademarks. And he, as you're about to find out, is a living example that you can do it yourself, that you can, you want to work from home, you can do that. You want to work with a small team, you can do that. And there's so many opportunities out there. So this will be a very fun episode for you to listen to. Um, Almost as much fun as for me to have, because I mean, hell, I get to ask him questions. You don't. So neener, neener, neener. That being said, Michael, welcome to the show. Mr. Costanzo, uh, I'm honored, and I wanted you just to keep going with that. I was just going to mute. Wasn't that fun? Stay muted. Wasn't that fun? Wasn't it? Ten more minutes. Yeah, just hang out. Just like hearing about yourself, how cool you are. I was doing that move where I was holding my hand up, you know. uh, My right hand was saying, you know, stop it, and then my left hand was giving me that, like, keep going. (laughs) Don't. Stop. Stop, Please. Don't stop. I'm embarrassed about this. (laughs) Exactly. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's uh, it's fun to turn kind of turn the tables. Uh, Is it weird? Is it weird that we're um, a, a six dollar Uber ride away from each other, but we're on Skype? I know, right? Yeah. Well, it was cool. I got to be in your in your office the other day and see your sweet stereo system and kick ass <laughs> podcast setup. That's um, right. But yeah, no. Today we've got this long distance three mile Skype commute. Ooh. Living in San Diego, so tell my audience a little bit, a um, little bit about your show. Solopreneur Hour, because I've got a hell of a lot of questions for you. I, let's get this, let's get the the, the get basics the out of the way. Potatoes out of the way. Yeah. yeah, Solopreneur Hour. What's that all about? What's a solopreneur versus an entrepreneur? Solopreneur is someone when you hire their business, you really get them. Um, so that broad definition for me is it includes real estate people, and it includes actors, and it includes athletes, and it includes online business people, and authors, and speakers, and I, people that I find very interesting, but when you find that they have a lot of commonalities with how they have to run their lives, uh, meaning there's always an element of you, you have to refine your craft, you have to learn to uh, you know, self-promote in a, in a very certain and specific way, mm-hmm. you have to uh, you know, constantly hustle and, and 
you know, have, have marketing kind of leading the way, but and you sort of market your, your, uh, yourself in the same exact way. So when, when I discovered there was a, a common thread between all of these different um, kind of businesses, I thought, well, that's not interesting. Like, I, can, I, can, I get the excuse to talk to some of these cool, you know, comedians and, and actors and athletes and, and get a chance to dig into their, their psyches and, and the decisions they made as they came up. And I thought, um, wouldn't it be cool if, if this show was not necessarily about you know, 10 ways to, you know, get more blog content, but, mm-hmm. but it was really to have conversations with these real people behind the scenes and see how they manage their lives and how they do their relationships and how they, you know, what, did, what decisions they made as they came up. And, and, uh, if, if someone who listened to it could, could say, wait a second, I'm sort of in that same position right now, here's the decision they made. So maybe I can do the same thing. Like, you know, it sounds to me like they're down to earth. They're not in any, you know, they're not a, a, a 190 IQ genius. They just made this decision. I'm there now. What if I made that decision? And that was kind of the, the concept of the show when it came out. And so far, so good. Yeah, man. I mean, you've done, well, I mean, I was number 408 and I'm the most recent episode on there. And uh, are all your shows, they're, they're pretty much all interviews. Do you do many of the solo casts? Yeah, you know, uh, I do lately, and I say lately, it's been about the last year and a half, has been Mondays and Wednesdays have been interviews, and then Fridays I've been doing uh, free coaching Fridays. So I, I, there was, I was getting tons of questions from listeners, and I didn't, have any, I didn't have an outlet for them. So I decided just to start doing these solo shows on Fridays where I'd answer questions. And every once in a while, when I have a topic or something that I'm really interested in, um, you know, I always sit down and go, all right, I'll do a quick 20. Quick 20 minutes, y'all bang it out. And then like one hour and 15 minutes later, I'm like, okay, I guess there's that show then. I guess I'll just bang that one hour and 15 minutes out. And that's, I think that's when you know you're on the right track in terms of, um, you know, what, what content you're creating and, and what platform you're doing. Because if you can just go and go and go, and, and as I say, if we had a couple shots of tequila and you started talking, what would you bore me off my stool talking about? Uh, if, if that's the kind of content you can create, then you're on the right path. Yeah, and it, I mean, you and I share a lot. Uh, you, we are very curious. We like to talk. We like to ask a lot of questions. Yeah. I mean, I think that's been one of the coolest parts about having a podcast for me is the not only the, well, obviously the coolest thing is getting to meet people that you normally wouldn't get to meet. The second coolest thing is getting to great get great insight and answers from people who are out there either doing what you want to do or doing it you know, doing something else just slightly different that can offer some insight that helps you improve your life or that you can share with other people, help them improve their lives. Speaking of that. Right. Well, hold on. I, I want to comment on that. Yeah. I just, today I sent a, a DM to uh, Brett Michaels from Poison asking for some guitar advice. No way. Because he was, uh, because he was a guest on, on, on uh, the High Towards show. So I was like, and that was a little fascinating to me, just being like, that's an interesting access. You know, just go, hey, uh, Brett, quick, quick, quick guitar question, you know, and and just he hasn't responded yet. But it was it was interesting to send it and sort of it, that was a normal part of my day. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, because you've got your foot in the door. Right. So you've already got to talk to him. You can reach back out to him. You can, uh, you know, have a conversation with him that uh, you, you never would have had that opportunity with had you not, you know, created a platform for yourself. That's right. And Sunday it was McDreamy. I, I was talking to Patrick Dempsey about Porsche stuff. Um, really? You had him on the show? 
No, we were walking around a car together on, on Sunday. There was I went to this big uh, vintage Porsche event, and he's a huge vintage Porsche guy. So, um, and so we just were just check. We were literally just checking out a car, like a couple of dudes going, "Oh, dude, check out what they did there," you know. And it was cool. It was just normal. So he was just um, up there, and you just kind of randomly ran into him, and then just started chatting. I have a bunch of friends that that are, uh, you know, my buddy JJ Collier, and, and some of his mm-hmm. folks are very uh, familiar with him. Like they they're friends. Nice. So. There was I had an in, you know, mm-hmm. and the, the point is, is that when you have a show, you have an in. Oh, you know? yeah. You, you have an in that you wouldn't normally have. Um, in fact, I just emailed Patrick Long, who's the other factory Porsche race driver that was one of the finalists, at, you know, top finishers at Le Mans. And uh, I said, man, you know, I'd love to have you in the show. I haven't had a race car driver yet. And he's like, yeah, man, give me two weeks to, to sort. A couple, I have a couple races coming up and blah, blah, blah. But, but yeah, man, the access to it is, you know, I think especially if you if you put some focus on it and you're doing something interesting and creative, um, I think that, that you get a lot more respect from those people that you might consider quote unquote, a listers. And when they have a good experience, they'll, they'll definitely recommend their friends, you know? And that's, what's cool. Yeah. Did you ask him if he'd want to be on the show? <laughs> um, which one? Patrick Dempsey. Not, I, you know, honestly, I was trying to find him after I, I, I chatted with him a bit and then I was looking for a moment, but I, I didn't see him again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to. Um, yeah, and you know that's one of the things like I know with my show as well, where um, I, actually, and Solopreneur Hour works much better because an actor truly is a solopreneur. That's right. And but with Bacon Wrap Business, it gives me a lot of leeway because it's still kind of broad. I mean, business can really be anything. Yeah. But at the same time, I sometimes wish I just had a even more general show so I could just reach out to you know you name it pretty much anybody and just see how high the celebrity ladder I can reach. Yeah, you know, and that's, I, you know, we hear a lot, you know, niche down, niche down, niche down, and get get as laser focused as you can. I, I'm a little, I, I'm not saying that that's not a good idea. I think it's a good idea in some instances, but I also, I think if I'd focused on, you know, just online business people or, or you know, just real estate agents or something, that it wouldn't be the same show. Yeah. And I wouldn't have the same access. So Right, well, and the other thing is you're not, it's not like you have a, yeah, you've got a great coaching program. This what's it called, the Solo Lab? Yeah, Solo Lab. Yeah. yeah, and we'll talk about that in a second. But it's not like you just work with one specific type of person. So if you only worked with real estate agents, for instance, it probably yeah. would be a great idea for you just to, to to niche down. But because the show is a much bigger platform for a lot of other opportunities and a lot of other relationships, yeah, it makes more sense to go broad. That's why you know I didn't call mine bacon wrapped. Marketing, even though marketing is really my my yeah. forte, it's yeah, business. Yeah, that was awesome to hear that on on, on my show. You're yeah, really quite a marketer. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's business. It's it's how can I because I've got a lot of topics that you know you, you and I talked about on your show and offline here. You know, the whole idea of profit first, and mm-hmm. um, that was you know one of my for, former episodes. You guys can go check that out, but. Um, that has to do with you know your your business finances and then you know talking a lot about uh, all different aspects. But the point being is, you know, I'm I'm a huge proselytizer of the Ooh, fact that you like that. I know yeah, it's like a mic drop in word of uh, of the power of your platform and having one and the the relationships that it can bring to you. Who have been some of your? I mean, this is like. You know, really putting you on the spot. But have there been any real big standout interviews that you've done, which were just like, 
this was so amazing. This made yeah. all the work sure. uh, going to it. I mean, and I know that episode number 408 was probably the pinnacle of your career. Let's, However, let's start besides with that one. 408. We'll start with that one, which has like all the gold stars above it. Right. Um, 407 was also a mind-blowing show with uh, Mike Koenigs, mm, which I yeah. never had on before. But God, is that guy a guru? Yeah, I had Mike on one of my early shows, and Woo. it was uh, it was fantastic. So for episode 400, I I had a special show, which was I reached out to my audience and I said, um, which show for you has had the greatest impact? And I read almost every single one. Actually, I think I read every single one that that people had, I, I read out on the show as like, you need to listen to these. So I have, not only do I, is, is it hard, easy to pick, but I have them like very accessible. Um, so uh, really easy shows, uh, someone like uh, Jack Canfield, you know, I, I, I mm -hmm. said that uh, you could flip him a, a, a grain of rice and you get jambalaya back with every answer. It's, like <laughs> this, it's just this, you know, you literally say one question, you get about 12 minutes of awesomeness from him. Right. Um, I have a really good friend of mine, this guy, Dr. Mark Costas. And if you are in the, um, I want to say medical service industry, chiropractor, massage therapist, dentist, uh, you know, doctor, anything like that, the interview with Mark and his whole platform is something that you need to dig into because he's managed to figure out how to scale dentistry to $100,000 a month of passive income. Whoa. And, um, and, and, and more, I mean, he's really just annihilating in so many ways, but, uh, he was great at not only creating this licensing program, but doing it with two hours a night and like really just hustling. And when which, you see the guy in person, which uh, episode was this? What was his name? A, he's had, he's been on three times now. Um, remind me his, his name, created, his name is Dr. Mark Costas, C O S T E S. He has a podcast called six figure side gig and my episode, um, 311 and then uh the first one with him which was 127 was awesome so number 127 of the solopreneur hour then 311 well one of the um, things you said you said one of my trigger words so it's mm. a it's one of my expertises and one of my favorite uh business tools of all times is licensing so oh, you yeah. said that he is uh that and so that makes sense uh i can already kind of think how he's probably licensed his ip out to uh, create that passive income. Well, here's what he's done. He, a couple things that he was just super ninja at. One was he got really, really systematized within his, he had six practices doing like a half million dollars each or something at one point. Mm -hmm. um, he did that all by systematizing everything. So like he'd literally have an earpiece in and he'd have his, his girls, you know, he'd have five people in the chairs. And like, as he was walking to that room, his assistants would be saying, okay, this is Bonnie. Uh, her husband is Jim. She has two kids, blah, 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 blah. The last time she saw you was blah, blah, blah. And here's what she talked about. So he would walk in and say, Bonnie, how you doing? How's Jim? Like, it just would make people feel amazing, right? Um, it's very, you know, politician of him. And the second thing he did was he created a, a, a certification, essentially dental assistant hygienist school within his practice after hours. So at five o'clock, you know, doors would open on the hygienist practice which he had, again, fully systematized. And once he worked out the entire model of that, he started selling the model to other dentists for like 17 grand or 18 grand a piece. And then they'd pay him 200 bucks a month in, in, um, in essentially licensing fees as they would continue to update the, the software and the program. And now he's got hundreds of dentists, dental offices around the world that are running dental schools within their practice. And they're all paying him. 
That's so it's just like beautiful, brilliant stuff. Anyway, so that's Dr. Mark Costas. Um, I did have a whole episode on real estate ninja tactics um, that I did, which was great. Um, and then a guy named uh, Mike Johnston, who's another next level dude, professional drummer. And if you want to learn to scale a service business, so this guy's a drum teacher. So any kind of teacher or coach or anything you feel like is unscalable, like you're a designer or a, you know, I mean, you name it. Mm -hmm. This guy has figured out how to scale that whole thing. And he did it by modeling iTunes. He gave away a ton of free content on YouTube to build a platform, you know, got a ton of views. He's a good drummer and a great teacher, more importantly, and then created Mike'sLessons.com, which he now does hundred grand a month in passive income. Um, by creating this thing where people could go on and either join mikeslessons.com for 20 bucks a month and get three free lessons a week. And then they could buy individual uh, drum lessons for, for 99 cents or two bucks a piece. Oh, wow. So he does, you know, these, these great, um, these great, uh, you know, he probably does 75 K a month in, in subscriptions and then another 50 in purchases. And then he does these drum caps drum camps for like 10 weeks where he's doing, I don't know, I think he has eight campers that each paid like a grand a piece for the next 10 weeks or more than that, 1400 bucks a piece or something like that for the next 10 weeks. Hmm. Um, so he's just, he really understands scale at this point. Now he's doing Ted talks and he's doing, you know, all kinds of amazing stuff, but, um, he's an amazing episode 20 was Mike with Mike Johnson. And then one called how to make your weakness, your strength was 42. And then episode 226 was how to up-level your solopreneur game. So, um, Isn't that have, so cool? Have weekly, like the people weekly. that you've had a chance to chat with? Yeah, it's great. I love that. I could have them on weekly. Um, and then my worst, I shouldn't say my worst show, but my most challenging show was Michael Gerber. Really? Um, <laughs> from the E-Myth. So yeah. Michael is a very cantankerous, very like agenda-driven dude mm -hmm. um, who doesn't like the word solopreneur. He doesn't believe in it. He thinks everyone should you know, be able to scale out and my second definition of being a solopreneur is I don't, if you're not trying to build a business, you're trying to build just a life of time and financial freedom. Yeah. Like my life is so kick ass right now. Um, I don't, I only have one person that I outsource stuff to. I could outsource more. I feel like it would out overcomplicate my life a little bit right now, mm -hmm. but, um, I, I'm sure I'll get there at some point, but even if I do, I'm not trying to like build a company out of the deal. Right. You know, I'm trying, I'm, I just like talking into a microphone and, and chatting, but he had this, he was episode 146. And if you want to hear at that time, what I consider to be my biggest, like it'd be like going toe to toe, toe to toe with Manny Pacquiao and, and, and it was a draw, <laughs> right? Like, so he's giving you crap about the whole like, concept of a solopreneur? Not even that. So as a, as a podcaster, you'll get this. And, and this is funny. Um, it was, you know, when you've got a tight guest and you've got to figure out as the host, how to loosen them up a little bit yep. and how to like get them talking and that kind of thing. So one of the reasons why my show is an hour, because I think it takes 20 minutes to get people talking. Yeah, I agree. You know, like you just got to loosen them up. And so what I do often, like I did with you and you may or may or not have realized it, no, we did. talked about like audio and shit for the mm -hmm. first 10, 15 minutes, nothing to do with business, nothing to do. It was just a conversation about, I, that is a very intentional non sequitur that I do with every one of my guests. I like to just chat about something in general. And that gets people loose and it gets people talking. So, I agree. So my initial, now this guy has been uh, uh, literally the most influential book I've ever read. It changed my life. So I was already honored to have him on the show. I was, could not wait for this interview. And I was a little nervous about it. Had a bunch of questions written down, which I don't normally do, but okay, here we go. 
And I said, um, Michael, you've been going, you know, this, you've been doing this thing since the 70s. You've traveled all over the world. Tell me what has been your favorite food? Like, what would you travel to right now to go back to get that certain dish, that like certain, that. Good question. you know, yeah, that certain thing, you know, that certain dish, the certain country you'd go. My wife is a good cook. Oh, no. And I'm like, okay, but so if all your travels, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I like my wife's cooking. We have a garden and he, she picks fresh vegetables. Like, wow. Like not like, even, not like, it's almost like he's challenging you. At all. And I said, okay, well, okay, well, but, and I started moving on a little bit. And then I got about three more of those in a row. And you saw my, my office. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sitting in my chair. I got my little boom mic here. And after about the third question, I don't know if you can hear this, but I'm, I just, I'm standing up. Now I'm standing and I'm in this like aggressive, like I'm about to like uh, uh, take a swing kind yeah. of position. I did the whole show like that. <laughs> I did the whole show like, all right, motherfucker, let's go. And I was like, and it, that was the, like, I said, I can either let him run this thing or I can step into my, what I have as a host right now and I can do my best. And so the show for the uninitiated sounds fine. Like sounds totally fine. But my buddy Chris Cerrone, who has the Cerrone show, mm -hmm. listened to it like the next morning, calls me. I mean, I haven't talked to him in like a couple months. Here's the conversation. Phone rings. Hello. Dude. Gerber. And I was like, Gerber. <laughs> and that was like, he could just tell. He could just tell that it was a, like, as, as much as I was trying to be a swan in the episode, my feet were paddling like you wouldn't believe yeah. under that water to make it smooth. And I got to say that I did. You know, I like I hit stop. And I said, whew, I feel beat up, but I feel like I was, that was the, the, the peak of my skill set that he just challenged, you know, like any more. And it would have been difficult for me to handle. Um, so, did, so it I, continued I like that to where he was just the whole episode. Wow. The whole episode was brutal. Wow. From that standpoint. And, and he did challenge solopreneur. I don't believe in it. And well, like it was really, you know, but, but the difference was at the beginning, I, you know, he, he hit me with a couple of clean shots at the beginning. And then once I realized what was happening, I was like, all right, let's do this. You know, and I, then it was, let me, you know, let me be the best host that I could be. And um, I got to tell you, for anybody that that digs the interview, the art of the interview, like I do, a mm -hmm. um, couple things. Listen to Off Camera with Sam Jones. It'll It'll up your interview game like you wouldn't believe. I think he's the best on the market right now, personally. Um, and then if you want to hear a master, a master craftsman at work, it is the Howard Stern interview of um, Dan Bilzerian. You know who Dan Bilzerian is? Yeah, I do. So I haven't, I haven't heard him interview Dan, though. Well, so Dan Bilzerian is a very famous, like, Instagram guy. He's got millions of followers. Yeah, the playboy now. of the Internet. He is, like, like he is... Almost the almost a parody of right. male chauvinism. Right. It's just guns and cars and naked girls. Right. Like that's his whole thing. That's his shtick. Yeah, and it's like I want uh, simultaneously, I'm I'm embarrassed to be a man with him, and then I also want to hang out with him for one day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just see how many how many see how many STDs I can collect in I know, one right? day. And so, um. He so in this guy's background was he was a poker player and a Navy SEAL, and neither of which are known for their like effusive, long stories. Right? Mm -hmm. They're very, they're pretty tight group. 
So Howard, you know, his people said, you got to have this guy on. It's all boobs and thongs and girls and whatever. And so he has him on. And Dan is the tightest guest you can imagine for about the first 30 minutes of this show, maybe, maybe 20. And Howard, because he's a master craftsman, yeah. um, it, I don't remember the content of the show at all, but I remember the, 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 the skeleton of the show, which was Howard with his you know, notes. Baba Booey does notes and notes and notes for these people. So he's got a lot to work with. And Howard keeps firing at him. He keeps poking him in all these different angles. He keeps taking different angles. He keeps, and he just keeps going and going and going. Finally, with like one question, I remember, I'll never forget this. I'm riding up Fifth Avenue on my bike and I'm listening to it on my, you know, I got my iPhone to YouTube because that's where you can listen to this thing. And <clears throat> I'm riding my bike up to like kind of Hillcrest area, uh, which is in San Diego. And he asked this question. I go, oh, I think he cracked him. Like I heard the answer. I go, oh shit, I think he cracked him right there. And then you hear Howard like, pour it on and he will not let him go. He sees the crack, he hears the crack and he just wails on it. He just opens up and pours <laughs> all the ammo into that crack and he totally cracks him. And after that, Dan just starts telling stories and he's open. I was like, holy shit, that was a masterclass in interviewing right there. It was so cool. So see if you can listen to that show. I just Googled it can hear, about two years ago. The crack. Yep. It is so rad to listen to in person as someone like you and I that, that dig this format and mm -hmm. dig the, the art of it. Um, to me, it's, to me, it's like one of the, you know, it's one of the most, uh, impressive displays of interview badassery that I've ever heard. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. So the, um, yeah, so Gerber was a pain. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think where I where I was just a second ago. You were, you were asking me about like the top shows. So it was like uh, I did Mike Johnson, I did Mark Costas, I did Gerber being the, the rough one. Yeah. Uh, but generally, those are like some of my, you know, Heinz Ward was great when I had him on episode 338 was awesome. Um, you know, it's like I think you probably feel the same way. A lot of them are your babies. Yeah. And sometimes you just like hit stop and you go, wow, that was great. Like I feel honored to be able to do that. Nice. Who's on your dream list? Um, I'd like... Uh, Chris, uh, what's his face? Um, Chris, uh, why, am, why am I blanking on his name? From from Nerdist. Yeah, uh, Chris Hardwick. Chris oh Hardwick yeah, Hardwick from Nerdist. Mm -hmm. I would like I'd like Tony Hawk. Um, I'd like Jerry Seinfeld. And I freaking find out found out that he was at that event on Sunday. I didn't even see him. Oh, the Porsche um, one. Yeah, I was such a bum I was so bummed out. Um, those are probably like my top three, just because of again what they've done outside of the realm of their expertise. Tony created this huge brand around, yeah. you know, Tony Hawk Enterprises and has done amazing video games and, you know, huge, huge things. Um, Chris created Nerdist. On, you know, he was a stand-up and an actor, and, and uh, but it created Nerdist, which is, a, you know, Titanic. And then Jerry's gone out and, you know, really, it's really, I think, one of the most underrated interviewers ever. Oh, yeah. For, like, Fast comedians and cars with coffee? Yeah. And, and if you haven't heard it yet, another master class of, great 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 conversation is um is talking funny on h it was a, a a one hour special on hbo with uh jerry seinfeld louis ck chris rock and ricky gervais talking about the art of stand-up and if you do any public speaking or any speaking on a microphone it is required watching i i'm sure i've watched it 30 times and you can you can get it on youtube just look up talking funny and um it's again, a sort of a masterclass of these 
brilliant uh, uh, wordsmiths and the subtlety of being truly funny and how they think about their craft, it'll just change how you how you you go about your day-to-day life, especially if you're a speaker or a podcaster. Yeah, that's fantastic. I've Man, I've been taking some good notes. I do have a friend here in town, a close friend, who used to be Tony Hawk's roommate and is, a, is a, another successful marketer. Do you know Rich Cook? Is he, does he do a running thing? No. Okay, then no. No. So I will see if I can make the Tony Hawk interview introduction or something of that nature happen. Yeah, you know a guy. Rich is one of the most connected mother effers I've ever met in my <laughs> life. My, my claim to fame inside Rich's phone is that uh, my name is directly, like in the, when, in the contacts, is directly underneath Bono from U2. Wow! Yeah, he used to be the me. he used to be the manager of the Killers. Oh wow! I it, have a drum I have a drum cover on YouTube of a Killers song. Cool. In yeah. fact, wow! The best thing I could do for you is make an introduction to Rich. You interview Rich, right? Sure. And um, now I do warn you: this may be the most. I love Rich. He's a close friend. This may be the most difficult interview because Rich is like a meth addicted squirrel in conversation, and he will wow. take it in a million Even different more ways. Than me? Yeah. No, you have no clue. And I love him to death. However, he's got some of the most interesting stories you've ever heard, but it may be a four-hour episode. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I have a, um, I had a, a girl that I used to date that used to live in Philadelphia, and at the turn of the aughts, so like you know, ninety-nine to two thousand kind of deal, there was a DJ out in the in, out in the scene named Josh Wink, and he was from Philly, and so he used to be this dude that lived above her at a restaurant where she worked and um, he then blew up and became a really big deal and um, she did he did a record signing in Denver where I used to live and he uh, she went to the event and he sees her she's got this fiery red hair so she sees his spot and he goes Mickey and so she comes over and gives a big hug and he goes you know check this out and he tells her the story so he's on a plane going from Australia back to Philadelphia and he's in first class and he's got his MacBook out and he's got his headphones on. He's doing his thing. He's, you know, mixing, he's producing, doing what he does and gets a tap on the shoulder. And the uh, guy says, excuse me, um, are you Josh Wink? And, the, and he says, yes. And he says, uh, the guy goes, I, know who I just, I just got to tell you, um, you are so inspirational. I love your work. Um, you, you do amazing stuff. I, I really um, have been so influenced by the work you've done over the last few years. And so I just want to thank you in person for that. And, and, and uh, just say, you know, keep it up and, and keep, you know, keep doing your thing, man. I really appreciate it. And Josh couldn't really respond because it was Bono. Whoa. <laughs> I go, well, that's, I feel like that's when you know you've made it in some respects. Yeah, that's, right? a, that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, pretty dope. I was like, all right, well, that's, yeah, you got to feel pretty good about your day when, when Bono tells you you've inspired him. So, yep. You know, hey, anyway. Dude, have any of your uh, interviews ever led to any other, like, side business opportunities things like that yet or um not per se uh, what do you mean well like can you be more specific probably i was just I curious mean, i was just curious i know i've had i i've i've had a handful of um you know whether it's been introductions to some uh, you know to somebody else that we did business with consulting clients oh, for sure yeah nice. i mean yes yes by a, by a billion times i mean 
all the speaking gigs and all of the you know the people you meet at the events it's mm-hmm. different i think when you when you get a little notoriety and you know when it like when you've got a bit of a a, a platform and you don't have to kind of scratch and claw to just be like hey i'm doing this thing and people know a bit about you and, and maybe in your case they've heard the show or you know, whatever they, they, they go, Hey, you know, we'd love to involve you in this. And, you know, and then you get a chance to, you know, or, or can you, can you like how we met, how you and I met, right? Yeah. We met at this great dinner and, um, that's true. You know, and, and it was like this dinner of ballers and, and, you know, I, I've done all kinds of stuff with a bunch of people in the, and just even from that dinner, Dimitri, I saw Dimitri two days ago and, and, um, just, I mean, yeah, it's been really cool. I think, um, this whole game is, I think, about, you know, networking and relationships and connecting. And so if you get a chance to build a platform uh, like we have, then you're, you know, it's game on. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of that. So you um, have obviously when did you start your podcast? Uh, when was it approximately? Uh, exactly. August 23rd, 2013. OK, so it's only it's not even been three years right. as Who of this you? recording. And you and I talked a little bit about the whole concept of Twitter bombing and blah, blah, blah. We won't really go into that. But for somebody new getting started or somebody who's already started a podcast and has a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of traction, they've got a show, maybe they got, I don't know, 10 episodes. I'm just guessing. What do you recommend they do to promote their platform? I just started doing this for the Heinz Ward show like two days ago. Nice. Um, there is a new service called Tweet Jukebox, um, which is pretty cool. And so it will allow you to put a bunch of tweets in, into, into just a uh, randomizer, like as many as you, it's, it's kind of like what Edgar does, but they charge you a billion dollars a month for mm-hmm. it. Um, this is free, excuse me, this is free. Um, and you can add more accounts and stuff like that to it. So people complained about um, Twitter bombing because you put a lot of, you could put direct download links into your tweets and people would click on it and that would register as a download. And then people would take those downloads and say, hey, I've got 40 billion downloads and I want advertisers. So then advertisers would do that. But in reality, you weren't getting that many actual listens, you know? Right. So, but, so that's the, 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 the negative connotation. The positive connotation to it is that a single new listener, in my case, could be worth 100 new downloads because they binge on it. Totally. They, they listen to it and they start blah, blah, blah. So at the same time, I go, all right, well, it, you know, I, I get it. However, if I get new listeners from it and they listen to 100 episodes, then is the shotgun approach really so bad? Now, I've, I've listened to uh, the overall critics of it. Okay, fine. So what I started doing for the Heinz Ward Show is I just link to iTunes and I link to the Heinz Ward Show show notes. So I link directly to the iTunes page directly to show notes. So every tweet I have loaded in has the image of that show. It has a little catchy headline. It has a link either to iTunes or to, um, <coughs> excuse me, the show notes. And then if I have space, I'll do a couple of hashtags. And I'm looking at that now, like this is literally like day two or three that I've been running it. But when I look at the, um, the tweets from that show, I'm seeing that it's being retweeted, you know, 20, 30 times, it's being liked and favorited. It's being like, it's getting out there. And that's exactly what I want this thing to do. That's the whole point of promoting. Um, so like, I'm looking right now at one I just did 
which has again 49 likes. It's got six retweets. Just went a little while ago. I'm on your. Uh, is it the at Solo Hour? This is at MVP 86 Heinz Ward. Although I'm doing it now on Solo Hour as well, so I'm doing both. Well, let's take and, a look at which is the better example. Uh, you know what? Both of them will work just fine. Although obviously the Heinz Ward, Heinz, Heinz has 423,000 followers. I have cool. like 5,000. Well, I'm uh, on I'm on Solo Hour right okay, now. Okay, so look at Solo Hour. Why not? Okay. It's my show, not his. Um, and if you look at that, I, I don't have them all loaded up yet, but my strategy behind it was, let me, um, let me look at the episodes that, that people wrote to me on episode 400 and said, these are my favorite shows. Okay. And I'm loading each one of those shows in as the, the show notes and then as the iTunes link. Okay. Just to randomly display every few, you know, every few hours. So you can see that I've got one with uh, Mike Michalowicz. Is that the one that says my favorite book on personal finance? That's right. Yeah. And it links right to the, so it links, click on that, it goes right to the. So it links to your episode. Yep. Links right to the episode. And it links to it on. On my show notes. On your show notes. Yeah. It links to Mike, mentions yep. him. You yep. got a couple hashtags in there and then you got a photo. That's right. And so what I've been seeing is people are engaging. People are retweeting like Mike will retweet it to his audience. They will go. You know, um, you know, I can get that, that. And so that's that's something now I can just do. And that's that will just run. Nice. That'll just run indefinitely and it'll it'll do its thing. So, yeah. And then as I, and I think, as you mentioned, you have another one underneath him, how to find or relocate your passion. Um, and then now you're linking to the actual iTunes page. That's right. So those are the two I'm linking to now. OK, so you're not doing that in the same tweet. You're doing that in multiple ones and yeah, then one just kind of like randomizing it up. Right. Yeah, it's to, it's totally randomized, and it will just go and be automated at this point. So, okay. Um, that's now, if somebody doesn't have a whole lot of followers, okay. and like, I mean, I've neglected Twitter forever. I've got like twelve hundred followers. I don't know. It's yeah. just what I've neglected. So, what I like is how you know when you do mention the guests, especially if you've had bigger guests on there, uh, they're much more likely to get that and retweet it and whatnot. But is this still effective for somebody if they've got? you know, a thousand followers. Yeah. I mean, I think again, I think that a listener is so valuable. Mm -hmm. A single listener is so valuable. So even if someone has 423, you know, followers and they retweet it and one person goes, Oh, this sounds interesting. And, and listen to one show, then it's like, boom, you know, let's go, let's do this. Yeah. Um, you do any paid ads for your show at all? Nah, I, you know, I tried to do a little for, episode 400 but um who was that I, it was it was the it was just the solo show that oh, okay. I promoted all you know these different things um i don't i think i spent 50 bucks and i don't think it got me anywhere yeah. I, I just i i don't see it right now my i'm i'm going to try to do some marketing around um uh uh, uh reviews okay how you so cuz i, I cuz i feel like I, you know reviews if you if you go and look at a, a current book or a current movie, they are all about the reviews, right? They take yep. that movie poster and after week one, that movie poster has, you know, fifteen reviews from you know Rolling Peter Travers from Rolling Stone says this is the best movie, must see, right. and blah, blah blah blah. They they do that. No one's doing that in our space. Meanwhile, my show has four hundred five star reviews on iTunes. It's one of the top ranked business podcasts out there. I keep getting, you know, accolades from Inc. Magazine and from all this stuff, like this week has been a good week for that kind of thing. Uh -huh. Why are we not promoting those things in this space? 
So how so, you mentioned this uh, either offline or maybe online on when I was on your show the other day. Yeah, but I, so I wanted to work first, so that's why I'm not really like, yeah, not okay, the strategy not behind it, it. Totally away, right? Um, yeah, and like one of the things that I've done in the past is have some people, and I this was really a poor. This was not me uh, putting my effort, all my effort into it, but I got a handful of the more influential people that I've done create a quick little iPhone video or whatnot, just saying, "Hey, I was on Brad's show, and it's it's awesome," blah blah blah. And I've gotten those videos, and I've I've run those videos to their fans mm. uh, if I can and whatnot. It's kind of cool. It's just like you know when you hear on the radio that, "Hey, this is Gwen Stefani, and you're listening to right, K-Rock. right." I, I do that, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. I haven't. I've kind of half-assed that to be honest, but yeah. It, oh. it, there's some social proof there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I I'll tell you one thing that I that I've dropped the ball on. I would say is that I haven't done a lot of you know emails to the to the guests. Hey, your show's live. Here's all the links. Yeah. You know, blah blah blah. And you know, I was talking to John Lee Dumas the other day about that, and I said, well, honestly, well, how many people are actually you know you know promoting? It goes about sixty sixty percent. I was like, oh Pretty wow, good. really? I'm leaving that on the table. Like, I, I should be doing a lot more of that. Yeah, I've um, had a I've had a handful of guests which I love when they interview when, when they get interviewed by me, where they'll do a uh, broadcast out to their list. Right. I love That's what that. I, mean. I love that, and not and I'm not talking about a social mention, but yeah, like a broadcast. Here's one thing that I don't know if you've done this, but it's a fun little tweak, and uh, my listeners can take note on this too. Anytime you're trying to get somebody to help promote you. Uh, depending on what it is, I mean, you know, a lot of people, if they have a big newsletter, they don't want to mail a dedicated mail for you because, I mean, they they, they want to either share their own stuff or they want to share uh, something that's going to make them money. Well, you know, if there's no affiliate link, what's kind of what's in it for them? Ask for the PS in somebody's broadcast. So they may have a content piece go out and say, hey, will you just give me the PS? PS, you oh, can check me out. that's a great idea. Yeah, that, that works gangbusters. And you can um, you can even queue it up for them when you're mm. when you're sending it to them is to say by the way if you want to share this uh, on social media you know and whatnot here's this plus I would love it if you could include this as a PS in a mm. uh, in an upcoming broadcast here just write PS I was featured on you know uh, Michael O'Neill's show if you want to check it here it is I give away some great info you guys smell that out there in listener land you know what that smells like bacon bacon oh. Yeah, goodness. that's good. That's that good stuff right bacon there. Bacon right there. My mm. goodness, that is that is truly bacon wrap. The P.S. hack. Oh, I love that idea. Yep, and then yeah. and the best part is, uh, if you know anything about copywriting, email marketing, etc., the P.S. is the most read part next to the subject line. Mm. I love that because people will look at the email. P.S. They'll scroll down and they'll just see, okay, what's this guy about to sell me? There's a P.S. What's he saying? That's why a P.S. is also a great place to recap the entire email in two or three sentences. You have daddy a P.S. Yep. Okay. All right. We'll see. That's why. That's why you're doing what you're doing, dude. That's Bingo. why you. That's why you land the. Uh, I got all the smart. Dude, that's why you got the stilettos coming your way. Yeah, it's a fact. Huh. Okay. Good. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you have, you know, done this particularly, uh, you know, no, nothing. genius on this? Yeah, I, I've played oh, around. Marketing-wise, you mean? Yeah, just as far as, um, as, as far as promoting the show and as far as getting it out there. I mean, a lot of the things about 
I, I, I've noticed that the best ways to promote your podcast and to get downloads is A, have a good show that people want to talk about because word of mouth is still by far the best when people say, right. oh man, do you listen to Bacon Rap Business? It's a really good show. You should check it out. The, um, yeah, you know, obviously if you can get those, your guests and some of those people promoting is, um, you know, is another one. I've played with doing Facebook ads to mobile traffic only to people using iOS devices only who like things like the Tim Ferriss show or, you know, podcasts or iTunes or whatnot. And, you know, just going mobile only and getting them over to my site. But, you know, the hard part about that is unless you really have this dire need to get listeners there, you're spending a lot of money on something that you know, if you're not monetizing it right away, you're just trying to get a podcast listener. Yeah, um, you can go broke really quickly, okay. as opposed to getting getting them in another way. Um, you and I mentioned this the other day. I, I noticed that Mike Dillard, who has the Self Made Man podcast, has I'll notice him running ads. But what he'll do is he may sum up the episode. Like, um, for instance, if I was going to do this, I would say. Um, I might create a landing page and an ad saying unique ways to promote your platform and to interview celebrities and awesome people. And I make it sound mm. like, a, you know, it's like, oh, cool, I want to know that. And then they click on it and it takes them to a squeeze page with your picture on it uh, and whatnot. Here, Michael O'Neill reveal his secret way to, you know, stalk Mr. Mc, Dr. McDreamy, mm, <laughs> you know, right. whatever. <laughs> right, and then right. you opt in and then he sends you to his episode. Like he delivers the, um, he delivers the opt-in bribe. That's the, you know, that's the opt-in bribe. It's my yeah. podcast. I mean, it's not his first day, you know? He, no, exactly. He, uh, and I've seen all, people do that. I haven't really done that. He's but, that. But you can also do that where it's like you deliver, hey, thanks for opting in. By the way, uh, I'll be sending this to you in your email. Um, you know, click here to subscribe to my podcast. But also I've got this great deal for you. You know, he, he's got a $1 offer that he right. makes $1 offer for his coaching cl program or whatever, which is 47 a month. Right. But um, I don't know. It's, it's just an interesting thing that I've kind of paid attention. I've kind of snooped what he's doing because I haven't seen as many people treat their podcast like a sales funnel. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and, and I think maybe I'm, I'm, I'm very on the fence about this. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm almost, I almost despise the marketing side of this yeah, business. I hear you. Um, although it's, it pays it's, the bills. It's an, it pays the bills, and it's a necessarily necessary evil. And and uh, it is, I'm challenged by it. In fact, after Mike and I recorded for an hour and a half, it was like he had. He's like, I got 45 minutes. We recorded for an hour and a half, and it was we talked for another 30 minutes. Um, it, it, it is something that I need. I probably have some work to do around it. Where mm -hmm. he's kind of like, dude, you have things that you can offer. You have like a gift that people can can have if you just get it out of your brain and you can, you can help people. So it's, it's, you're actually doing a disservice to your audience by not giving them the information. And I'm, I've got to get over that a little bit. But not giving them what information? Just, just the stuff that I'm not, you know, uh, 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 marketing. You know what I mean? Like I, I like the part where I talk into the microphone. Yeah. And if I didn't do anything else and I got paid you know, yeah, exactly. a bunch of money for that, that's what I would do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, someone else would do the rest if they wanted to. But but I don't care. I wouldn't care if they did. I wouldn't care if I had nine listeners. I just like doing the show, you yeah. know. So it, it's the um, so what? That's how, what you, that's how you know, by the way. What advice did he give you then specifically? Did he say? Because I mean, you you have your solo lab coaching I program. Do. Yeah. 
Did he? And and that's what I do. That's the that's the part where I I monetize my my brain. Did he suggest something either in addition or to put that much more up front? Yeah, he wants to do. Um, you know, he gave me a, a you know like a book strategy. He wants me to do the book strategy. Yeah. I have I have a bit of an issue with the move where you like become a quote unquote bestseller in a sub 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 oh, category yeah. on Amazon. Yeah. Um, and it's a thing that that is part of his his package. Like, like we can make a best selling offer in a weekend. It's like, yeah, if, if I'm on New York Times, and I'll say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I would like to make the book, and I would like to, you know, there's a lot of stuff that is within that. You know, yeah. what? It, it's the same thing for me when people do the move. Um, like my show was featured on a, a list this week, as was yours, yep. mm-hmm. by a Inc. woman on that Inc. wrote an article magazine. for Inc. Magazine, and I feel like that's borderline, but I can say, hey, I was fe- featured on Inc. online, right? Yeah. Versus I pay for a press release of my new thing, my new website. To say whatever. that you were featured on whatever it That's was. That's right. And, and, yeah. and so I, I can pay someone uh, to do a press release, which automatically gets sent out and it gets picked up by, you know, 200,000 RSS feeds, which will eventually, yep, it'll be on Yahoo Business, it'll be on Inc., and then people turn around and go, as featured on Inc. Mag. I'm like, no, you weren't. Yeah. At all. And, and I, that's the kind of stuff that I don't I, like. You know, dude, I'm, like, I, dude, I'm the exact same. Like, if, there's this. I, I know I'm leaving money on the table by not. That's right. And by the way, I'm I'm a very big believer in proactive reputation management, so that when people search your name, like I think press releases, by the way, are amazing ways to to uh, season Google with things that you want to be found. I mean, when I sold my first company, I did a press release about it, and I was like, yeah, Brad Costanzo sells company and offers his advice for entrepreneurs. And I did that specifically because I wanted people to know that if they're Googling me, and there wasn't a ton of information out there. I was like, okay, I'm gonna control that. But I'm also, like, I didn't then go put on my website as featured in on ABC, NBC, CBS, because they're <laughs> these little crazy little blogs picked it up. So right. I, I agree with that. Because it's some bullshit. Right. Now, there is a fine line as well, which is um, if it's not, you know, if, if, if it's not total bullshit, if it's a little bit gray and, it, you know, you're not necessarily – you're not really lying. I mean, you were on the, you know, these various sites and depending on kind of how you're using it. But uh, I do agree that a lot of people put that front and center. It's, it's almost like as seen on Google. Yeah, that's right. And you go, yeah. Right. And you, well, really, and, you know, Joel Com did a whole, um, a whole Periscope about this, which was top five, like cheesy yeah. marketing techniques. And that was, you know, those are two of the five, which is the, the as seen on, and the uh, the first one we just talked about, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So it's like, it it's. I, I just don't want like you know it's almost like being a dude. Remember remember back in the day when you were single, mm-hmm. and you were walking around. And I know you actually did a whole bunch of stuff around this. Yeah. But remember when you were um, uh, you you felt like hey you know what my my, I know internally that I'm like a good guy. Like yeah. I'm a nice guy. I'm I'm respectful. I'm you know. Uh, I've got chivalry and I, you know, I, I'm a, I mean, mm-hmm. almost old school and you don't want to get lumped in with the douche nozzle. So <laughs> often you won't even talk to that girl because you don't want her to think, oh, I'm just hitting on her. Oh like man. That, that is a, how. I'm exactly like that. Yeah. That's how that goes for me. So I'm the same exact way with this online business. Well, I, I, I don't want to be lumped in with these guys like, oh, that's what you do. 
so I kind of stay away from it. And, and I do agree. I, and if you do that, if people start, there's this really conspicuous way to do that. And when people see that shit, they're like, nah. Like I, what right. I think is the better way to do that uh, is to have a press page on your website, like a media kit or media, and you yeah, can put, right. you know, there, like you can put your press releases because it really right. was. It was a press release. So put the press. But yeah, plastering where you were seen. And by the way, like on my on my page, baconratbusiness.com, people go there right now. You will see after I was featured in the exact same article of ink that you were. That's right. I put that one logo because I was like, cool, I'm going to do that. That was legit. I put as featured in ink. But now I didn't – I've got my stuff on from press releases all over the other place. I didn't put it on there yet. So, right. dude, I'm t- I totally get it. I wish we had less scruples. We'd be, <laughs> we'd be we'd, richer. We'd be much richer. We'd be richer. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's a whole thing. You know, I don't even like... What do you think of Push Crew? I just was looking at it the other day. I'm kind of liking it, dude. Did you... Were you looking at it because you saw it on my site? Uh, Because I just installed it. But the guy, uh, Martin, who's who's doing my show notes, saw it. Ah, And I installed it on my my website uh, as well. So, I installed it on a client's website just the other day. And he's got 375 subscribers. And I did a test yesterday and the te- this is the only, the first test I've done so I mean because we literally just installed it the other day 375 people have have subscribed I'm on the dashboard by the way for the listeners push crew is an app pushcrew.com is an app that uh, you go to the website like go to baconwrapbusiness.com you'll see it it'll say would you like desktop notifications and some people will say yes so now I can push out a notification that looks the same way as like when your computer says hey you have a new Facebook message or whatever um, so I just published a blog post of his. So it delivered 261 out of the 375 subscribers because those are people who were probably online at the time. Yeah. 28% click-through rate. Wow. Yeah, 71 clicks, and it just shows up on their desktop, and it's not obtrusive. I mean, it's obtrusive, but it's not terrible, but it just says alert, you know, is another real estate bubble developing. This is a client in the real estate niche. Um, and as long as you're giving them good information and you're not just doing pitches and, you know, you, you can get annoying real quick. It's almost like text message marketing. Right. But, right, right, right. dude, I dig it because especially get notified of new episodes. So every time you do a new episode, you just uh, do a push crew. Mm, I like that. Okay. And it's well, free I, I up yeah, to like 500 members. Like I totally don't understand understand it yet mm-hmm. so it's just installed i don't even know if it'll work if you go to my website see if it'll work solohour.com yeah i'm actually there I, i'm not yeah. let me refresh i'm not seeing it did it not do anything Nah, yeah. i'm not seeing it show up right. but it's cool especially yeah, if you just want to alert people that it's there like and oh i mean alert people hey new episode is out go check it out i wonder if it's not like uh i wonder if it, it may not be it. configured correctly but yeah all right well but no I, I mean i recommend actually it. i got nine subscribers Woo. So that just happened. Hey, hey, oh, get down. Yeah, whatever that. What, I don't know whatever that does. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Yeah. Now you just go into your back end and you um, you send a push notification. That's, oh. I can. That's what I do. Yep. And it just and it just sends to them. Mm-hmm. And you can even segment your people too. So based oh, upon, cool. I haven't even played with that. There's so, so much. It's almost things. like a mailing. It's almost like a mailing list, but it pushes to their Chrome browser. Yep, that's true. Oh, okay. So I can say I thought it was automatic. Like I could connect it to my RSS feed, which would be sick. Mm-hmm. Where like 
I don't know if I can do that, but it would be rad if you can connect that. So when your new blog post comes out, your new episode, yep. it automatically prompts them and says, hey, the new episode's out. Hmm. Yep. Right? Exactly. Dope, wouldn't it? Yep, exactly. Okay. All right. And once more, like mine, well, this says here, because I've got the free version, your business plan allows for 625 more. I guess you can get 2,000 subscribers for free. Oh, mine says 491. I have like five that, four, 500. I don't know. This is weird. People, yeah, anyway, I well, will put a I will put a link to Push Crew in the show notes, so you want to you want to check that out. Um, so we've covered who your who some of the people on your dream list is. Do you ever have the problem like thinking of new people that you want to have on the show? Like sometimes I sit around going, uh, yeah, like I don't even know who I want to reach out to and interview today because. I usually only interview people that I have a legitimate curiosity about, either what they're doing or who they are or something like that. So Same, yeah. I sit around going, Meh, I don't really feel like talking to anybody today. Well, I'll tell you, one thing I, I do a lot of is, I, I, I God, I must turn down 90, actually almost, literally 99.9% .9 of people that write me and say, oh, God, I have a great guest for your show. Right. And I'm like, no, -uh. no, you didn't. Um, I just don't. I have to really often it's kind of what my whim is at the time. Yep. Same. You know, and there's also people that I know, like I haven't had Lewis Howes yet. I haven't had James Schramko yet. I haven't like just people that I know I can just go to the well and go, you know what? It's time. Let me just get this guy on and, and we'll do the show. Um, I've got a funny, yeah. Like, you know, I haven't had um, Gary V on yet. And we have a weird little, <laughs> weird little thing happening right now mm -hmm. um, where he's not been on the show, but, Every, he's sort of been on everybody else's show that's in my little yeah, box. Yeah, exactly. And it's almost become a joke. It's almost become like the Jimmy Kimmel, Matt Damon thing. Um, <laughs> and so, I don't know, maybe that'll go forever. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, I'm exactly the same. Like, I'll I'll just find something that's interested, interesting. Right now, I want the guys from Mighty Car Mods, who are an Australian um, YouTube channel, mm -hmm. where these two dudes fix up cars and they do they're hilarious and they have i don't know 1.6 million subscribers or something and uh they just seem like they'd be a blast to have on the show and i like what they i mean they built this massive channel and they're they're you know paying their bills by by working on cars and so um i right now they're on my radio i, I haven't reached out to them yet um but I, I think things like that it's not that hard you know when you really kind of uh when you when you put a little effort in and just reach out, you know. So I'll do that every once in a while, where I'll I'll write to a, a lot of connected past guests and say, "Hey guys, I'm looking for great recommendations for the show you've been on. Uh, I appreciate you know how great you are." And, and then you know a guy named like John Corcoran has mm -hmm. referred a million great guests to my show. Nice. Um, and you find that when you're good at this, and people actually enjoy being on your show, that you'll get good referrals. Yeah. You know. So, was Pat Flynn uh, on your show for Will It Fly? Yeah, yeah, it just dropped uh, Tuesday. Yeah, so we, I had a, a, a guy that, that um, before that, so I can say this, um, who said, you know, I heard a bunch of interviews from Pat Flynn for Will It Fly. Yours was the best. Nice. You know? and, and Pat, even before we started recording, said, dude, I got to tell you that, that yours is my favorite show to, to do after of everybody. And I was like, that's amazing. So that means that when people feel like that after they do the show, mm -hmm. that means that when I reach out to them for something, and you know, in some cases, hey, I would love to get some great referrals, or can you introduce me to this guest that you had on your show, that they're far more willing to do that. 
Yep. You know, and that's why I'm such a nerd about this, the 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 actual craft of what we we're trying to do here. Now, well, I mean, you you do an awesome job of it. I firsthand experience having been on the show, and um, I can't uh, I can't thank you enough for that. I've already gotten some good feedback. Right. For Me it. Me too. Um, the one of the. Th- like, have you ever created a Facebook group for either your listeners or your anything else? I'll tell you where I'm going with this because I had kind of an idea recently. Yeah, I have one called Proudly Unemployable. Nice. I have a Facebook group. We've got about 20, I don't know, 25, 2,500 people in there. Beautiful. Uh, wow, this is crazy. Right as you said this, I got a notification on Instagram and it said, um, uh, let's see. He writes, uh, blah, 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 blah. By the way, Loved the episode with Brad Costanzo, especially nice. part about the coffee business. It pumps me up. Uh, thank you for what you do. Keep up the good work. How funny is that? I love it. Just as because uh, he's, he's a thing called the local roast is his Instagram, and so I guess he's into coffee. I will have to go check him out. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So um, here's the reason I ask. It's because anyway, I had this. Going? This is me like thinking out loud. So I've not Please. done this, but I thought about it, and I'm actually kicking myself in the butt for having not done it before. I'm thinking, and I don't even see this as being a, something like really monetizing necessarily, but a lot of people will create Facebook groups just like you have probably for a lot of your listeners, et cetera. I don't know. Is yours a paid or a free one? Free one. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I have I have a paid one, obviously, that's part of Solo Lab. That It's a private you know, group, but then I have the public one, which is proudly unemployable. Nice. Okay. So I was thinking about creating a Facebook group just for my past guests, Right, so it's going to be a lot smaller. Let's say I've got 100 guests in there or whatever to where – I mean these are the obviously people who've got chops. These are the people you want to be in a, in a good room with, like a real mastermind. Right, right, right. That's and interesting. I, right? And I was thinking about, huh, this would be kind of cool because it's a way for me to kind of stay top of mind of them. The nice part about Facebook groups is they show up really early yeah, in these. Exactly. Um, and you're – in a way, you're kind of – I mean in a very real way, you're honoring the guests – Who've been on there to say, listen, I'm going to let you into the, the this private group. I'm going to put you in there if you don't if you don't mind. You don't have to share anything, but only people in here are the cool kids, right? Yeah. The people I've interviewed. I love that, and you know, it's interesting. I've heard something very similar recently that I, I was also kicking myself for never even thinking, which was do the same thing with the, your friends and the people you want to hang out with in your hometown. Yeah, totally. Like just. Put a Facebook group Like a San Diego so that, group that yes. just, hey, guys, we're just in the hey, group. going to grab a happy hour if anybody wants to come. I'll be here, blah, blah, blah. You know, and like you just all go. Mm-hmm. It's so killer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I love that idea. Um, so I'm thinking yeah. about doing that. Although one of the things I hate is like I, I hate when people put me in groups that I didn't ask to be in. Yeah, there. I just unsubscribed from one today. Right. I kept getting the notifications. Yeah, so that's such a pet peeve of mine. Like, hey, we just threw you in this group. I may, I may have wanted to be in that group, but I would have much rather appreciated a, you know, an invite to it. So the only reason I think I haven't gone ahead and done this is like, okay, if I put these people in a group, then I have to continuously, uh, create content for that group to just at least keep them somewhat engaged. Not necessarily, right. Right. but uh, you know, I can create a little bit. Anyway, it's something that I, I probably will be doing. It doesn't affect any of my listeners necessarily, unless I, you know, as I'm doing this and I've got a great group of people in there, maybe I charge a heck of a lot of money for people. You know, this won't be one of these, hey, pay $47 or whatever and get access to this group. It would be, right. you know, yeah, maybe. I wonder if you could put like a, a trap door in the, um, in, you know, 
you add people in, but then as you, you know, as they're they're notified that they they've been added, say, hey guys, this is the group for the past guests on the show. If for any reason you don't, would you rather not be in there? Just opt out. No harm, no foul. Like no problem. You know, and then and then you're sort of covered because you, at least then they know that you understand that it's a little like it's a little douchey that you just added them. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, but I would also I guess the one question would be the what's in it for them well so my my guess is that i mean i've got some pretty pretty ridiculously good guests on my show if i say so myself and i would think like i would love it if i was on like if you had this and you had all your guests or you know like some of your top guests in a private Facebook group and I got to be in there, that's kind of cool because now I can, you know, I can pose hiring questions or whatnot um, in there uh, about things. And I know that the only people who are going to see those are going to be influential, successful business people. Right. Not the unwashed masses. (laughs) That's right. The the, the commoners. Yeah. Peasants. Um, Yeah. I, I think it's great. Again, if you can, if you can pull it off and, and they're okay with being in, um, you know, who did that semi recently. Is Dan Martell has done something like that. He's I love Dan. Dan was on an old show of mine. He was yeah, one of my favorite. He sort shows. of created a, 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 a nice little group of, of you know what you might consider upper upper tier uh, people. Nice. You know, are you again, in that group? Non, I don't I don't do comedies either. Are you in that group? I am. I'm gonna have to yell yeah, at Dan because up, he did not put well, me. Again, I I did say upper tier. So there's. He did not put me in the group, although I do have a conversation with Dan coming up. We did talk on about Tuesday, it, and we just—it was kind of decided within the group. Yeah. So, I do yeah. have to give Dan. A, I mean, Dan and I are talking next week about his launch idea to exit. Right. So again, no, no hard feelings. We just no. said, you know, Brad. It's, See, it's, it's borderline. We don't borderline. like that, Brad. So guy. We, smells like bacon. Kind of, yeah, a little borderline. So we thought, you know, maybe for just until we, you know. We start opening it up to everybody. Then you know maybe you'll get it. Or something. So. Mm. My my brain my my wheels are just turning right now. Trying to decide if I'm going to do that. I'm busting your balls. And you're not even responding. No, because I'm just thinking. Okay, if I do this, I'm not even thinking about Dan. If I do this, uh, I got so much shit going on, dude. Yeah. You know what it's like. I do. I do. And I know exactly. I, I have had the busiest three weeks of my whole probably career, and I'm around a, a couple of days ago at a stack of dishes going what the like why i can't wash a dish right now and i almost called my friend jenna just to come over and i'm like i'll pay 50 bucks to like make my bed and do my dishes and take my laundry to the laundry yeah that's awesome i didn't do that but that's how i felt (laughs) yeah well man this has been this has been really really great i have uh I've, i've enjoyed the heck out of our two conversations now yeah agreed i'm in agreeance that's not even a word no you're in a agreements so once more, for my listeners, if you guys haven't figured this crap out yet, you're not paying attention, If you, you can listen to all of Michael's shows. He is a consummate professional in the art of, ne- of the interview, so you can tell that he's not – he takes this very, very seriously. This is his primary gig. He's not just tossing up MP3s as a uh, quick little podcast. He, and he's also got some amazing, amazing guests, especially number 408. Best podcast away. ever. By the way, it's the I like I I like to say it's the end of my funnel is the show. Boom. You know that's the product. I do. Yeah, I like that. It's the end of your funnel. The yeah. um, 
You can just go to solohour.com. That'll forward it to it because so, people can't pronounce solo or Preneur. spell solopreneur hour. So yeah. solo hour. And you've also got, tell me uh, real quickly what this solo labs is or solo lab. Yeah, it's the, it's the singular. Um, whenever I'm learning a new thing and I, this, this space of online business and trying to do your own thing, requires you to you learn so much stuff you're learning wordpress and you know you're learning audio editing or youtube or this is how you blog or periscope or snapchat or whatever like facebook ads you just name it and there's there's new things to learn every single day and so when i'm when i have to discover uh, a new technique or you know a new skill set I always say that i'm in the lab you know and i'll go and i'll take like amy porterfield's facebook ads course and i'll just consume mm -hmm. a bunch of YouTube channels and figure out how to do this. And that's me in the lab. And so after doing the show for a couple months, I started getting emails from people that were like, hey, do you do you like teach this stuff? And I didn't. I didn't have a, a, a formal way to do that. And after about 40 of those, I thought, okay, well, maybe I should start teaching this stuff. And um, I did. So I created this group called Solo Lab. And it's, to, it's for other uh, people that uh, uh, are, are attempting to become proudly unemployable like myself. And a lot of them are driving, you know, nine to five jobs or they're just trying to do their first podcast or write their first book or do their first brick and mortar thing. And because of the commonalities of solopreneurs, I help them through their journey uh, on the timeline. So we, I spent a lot of time on brand because that was my background and my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. And we, we get them, you know, we do brand and we help them pick a platform and, you know, take them one step at a time through this crazy, wacky world of solopreneurship. Nice. Now, is that is that group one on one? How does that? It's it's kind of the what make the the tagline is it's a unique kind of mastermind because I don't take a lot of people in it, but mm -hmm. um, it is a is a bit of a hybrid. So everybody that joins gets um, if they do the quarterly or yearly, they get two thirty minute one on one coaching calls with me per quarter, and then every single Wednesday we do a, a Google Hangout where everyone gets to participate and they get as much time as they need within reason. Uh, to ask whatever questions they have. So that's another one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me. Sure. Um, it's for everybody. And then I have a little free social media uh, training course that they get. And then there's a private Facebook group where they get to to uh, banter about and knock ideas back and forth. So that's, I love all, it. that's all at IWantSoloLab.com. I love it. Yeah, see, that's I, I've been thinking about – I've been getting, I've been getting the, those same emails – you're the real deal, dude. You, and, and I'll tell you, I had this whole idea of how I'll tell you how you how to do it if you want. It's, Hit me. Hit me, girl. I got those emails and I said, OK, I'll create this thing. And I had this whole idea of what I was going to do and how I was going to create it. And I had a little conversation with John, John Lee Dubas. I said, dude, just start a private Facebook group and just see who see who gets in. Mm -hmm. So I did. I, I set up a landing page for anybody on the podcast. And I said, just go to IWantSoulLab.com or whatever. And if you're interested, I'll do a little quick Skype session with you and we'll find out what what, you know what you're interested in, and I'll tell you what I'm. I'm I've I've got in mind, and I did 40 of those. Uh, I I took like three days, and I did back to back to back. Skype 40 calls. With oh nice. 40 40 Skype sessions, and I had this agenda like here's what I'm going to do. And by the time I was done with those Skype sessions, the agenda was completely different. Huh. I actually had a chance to listen to what people needed, versus like what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I launched with literally just like a Facebook group and. For the first ten people, I would do these two thirty-minute coaching calls, and, and that was the that was a paid Facebook group. 
that was this was the yeah this was what the lab was this is how it started it was right? be yeah. A, yeah it was just gonna be a facebook group and so um i did a landing page and i said uh after those calls at the end of the call i'd say hey are, if i started this thing next week are you definite yes you definite no or you definite maybe and uh i got enough yeses i got about 17 yeses out of the 40 mm-hmm. and i said okay that's enough for me to you know well, let's see what happens right so i built you know I, I did the membership platform on S2 member and I did, uh, had a little, you know, basically set up for, for, you know, uh, online, uh, you know, payment. And so I did that launch like December 6th and I got like 13 signups in the first hour. And then, cause that was my, I said, if I can get 10, then I'll do it. And if I not, I'll refund everybody's money. Did 13. And then by the end of like three days, I had, I think 23 people in the lab and I'd made, Gosh, I don't know. What is that? It was the first monetization. So 23 times 300 equals almost $7,000. Nice. And that was my first like monetization of the show was this like $7,000 December that I was like, holy shit, here we go. Yeah. And then that started. So now I've gone from, uh, I've gone from that. I've had as high as like 85, which was, yeah, it was, I didn't get enough. I, I did a, a, a price upgrade where I went from 300 to 500 a quarter. And I got like 23 people that signed up in that, you know, two day, three day span. And mm-hmm. it was too much to manage. Too many people, too many new, too many new faces. Yep. Um, so I like to keep it at about 50 now for the group. Um, and I have about 45 now. So I have a few spots that I like, you know, and 10 to 15 show up for the hangouts on mm-hmm. Wednesdays. And they, it rotates through a little bit. So um, it's it's right in a perfect little sweet spot right now. That is perfect. Yeah, and especially yeah. yeah you, all forty five are never going to be there at the exact same time, and then drown yeah, you in questions. Everyone's in different places of the timeline. You know, you can only give so much, so much, someone so much coaching where they got to go out and execute for a while, totally. and they're gonna they're gonna up level. They're gonna come back and okay, now what? And yep. that's kind of where how it rolls. Yeah, no, I like it. As I said, I've been I've been getting those questions, and you know my where I get torn is I really like working with people who have like really established businesses and whatnot, and you know really working more one on one and uh, in in what what do I want to say even live events like I've got my boardroom mastermind, and right. I I like those. I really haven't wanted to go to low end for this but I get so many people that I know I can help uh, and oftentimes it's with uh, a resource a connection a piece of knowledge a strategy and uh, I think I'm probably doing my listeners a disservice by not giving them that opportunity right 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 so okay. bad me yeah. bad me yeah bad you so in the show notes in the show notes you guys may see a link to something like this by the time this gets out so uh, you heard it here first the they have had to have listened to this entire uh, hour point something to get that yeah. explanation but giving them something juicy give the first 10 something super juicy like i did two 30 minute calls yep. that they just got yep. which i eventually um just decided to do like i, I enjoyed the call so much but yep. those man those people you move the needle so hard when you get someone for 30 minutes and you can really just say hey look don't do this. Don't do this. Do this. You're going to have results. And when people get results, it's like, boom, baby. That's a very good point, my brother. Yeah. Well, man, it. I'm looking forward to grabbing beers with you sometime soon. We Agreed. Make I don't happen. drink beer, but I'll grab vodka with you. We'll grab some boo. I like that better. I'm a tequila yeah. guy now, though. I'm telling you, I love vodka, but I've become a tequila connoisseur lately since, Fine, living, in, since living in California. Yeah. I mean, of course. So, Why don't I do that? That's a good point. Yeah. No hangovers with good tequila, by the way. 
Is that true? Because I hundred percent uh, true. Man, I'll tell you, whiskey just wrecks me. No, tequila, good tequila. Uh, like it was maybe a couple months ago. I went out. I had five, straight up just shots. But it wasn't shot. It was like sipping, right? Of some mm. amazing like Don Julio, nineteen forty-two. It cost me an arm and a leg, but Perfect. woke up the next day like eight a.m. Felt amazing. I, I will give you a, a a quick. I know we got to go, but I'll tell you a tequila story. Um, mm-hmm. My buddy Ryan, rest in peace, um, I was having drinks with him a, a few years ago in Denver and on Valentine's Day. A couple of single dudes on Valentine's Day at an Italian restaurant in, in uh, Denver. And he says, hey, I got to go meet my, uh, my sister in a little bit. Now, Ryan was uh, overweight, curly hair. Uh, he looked like a fat Sammy Hagar, basically. <laughs> and um, just like him, blonde, curly hair. So in my mind, I, I had uh, a vision of his sister being the same thing, but like as a girl. And so um, I said, okay. So I follow him to this bar next door where his sister is. His sister is Mila Kunis. She's 5'3", oh. adorable, mm-hmm. LA, sassy girl. Nice. Beautiful. And I walk in, she goes, hi, bright smile. She goes, um, we're, doing, we're doing African rip snorts. Want one? And I said, yes, I do. Because guys, when you hear a hot girl say, are we doing a shot? You go, yes, I am doing that shot. It doesn't matter what the shot is or what it's about. I'm doing the shot with this hot girl. And so they line up seven shots of tequila on the bar. And I go, okay, cool. I've, I've done shots of tequila before, no big deal. We got the, we got the salt, we got the, the lime, you know, all good. And she goes, well, there's a twist on this one. An African rib snort is a very unique shot in that instead of, you know, licking the salt, doing the shot, you know, and squeezing the lime and eating the lime, you snort the salt. Oh. You do the shot, you squirt the lime in your eye. I've heard of that, but I've never heard, go, the, I've heard of that, but I've never heard the, the name. Fuck, would someone do that ever <laughs> in a million years? And the answer, gentlemen, is because a hot girl is doing it with you. And yep. that's why you do dumb things. And let me and guess, so, she go, you go first and she's like... No, no, no. Everybody did it and she did it. And the end of that shot always ends up with you, your hand over your eye like a pirate going, why? Why would I do this? <laughs> however, however, I remember three shots in my entire life that I've done. All three have been African rip snorts. Oh, my God. The first one was with this girl. The second one was when there was a little dicey situation with a, a buddy of mine, and that was our like rebonding, and another dicey situation with a girl that I was dating, and that was our rebonding. So if your best friend sleeps with your wife, and you're gonna work it out, you do an African rip snort to get it back together, because that's the thing you do. Um, it is it is worth a try when you need to reconnect and you need a like almost like you know when you I don't know the move where you cut your hand and shake hands together. Yeah. Blood you know, brothers, it, yeah. It's yeah, it's like that, but it's the the so shot. If, if you've done that, you've been to war with that. You've been in the foxhole with that person. It's a big deal. Like you do this shot, and then you you'll never forget it. It literally will be something you never forget doing. So just know that you're time stamping that shot. So if you get engaged or something, you're doing an African rip snort. Not that you'd forget getting engaged, but you get the idea. Mm-hmm. No, anyway, it. enjoy. Good stuff, ladies, gentlemen. Bacon Wrapped listeners, go to solohour.com, subscribe to his show, check out Solo Lab, talk about Bacon Wrapped business, share this in social media, tag me, tell me you love me and how awesome the show is because that's what feeds my soul. And if you have any questions, if you have any desire to pick my brain and to get coached by me, I mean, you heard me talking about it first here with Michael. Um, send me an email, askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com, even if it's just an email to say, 
Yo, dude, keep up the good work. I love it. But if you have a specific problem, marketing, branding, business growth, et cetera, that you think that my brain may have a solution for, just shoot me that email to askbrad at baconwrapbusiness.com. Plus, if you leave a review on iTunes this week, between now and the next one, I am going to give you a free 30-minute call with me. And this is a test, Michael. We're going to see how many people actually have listened this long and get off their butts and leave me a review. I've never done that before, but let's try this out. Um, I so, love that idea, by the way. That's why not, one. right? Hey, leave me a review. Give you a three, free 30-minute Skype call. And uh, yeah, we'll see where that goes. But keep listening to BaconWrappedBusiness.com. This is Brad Costanzo. Until the next time, over and out. A boom chakalaka.